welcome to the Teapot Teapot. Here to take you deeper, deeper. Discussions to invigorate, educate, and activate for consciousness and healing. The Teddy Emerald Podcast is for the people that desire to live beyond the matrix, peeling back the layers, revolutionizing new players to create the life they dream of. Talking with conscious creators, change makers, entrepreneurs, and visionaries of a brighter future. I'm Teddy Emerald, and I'm an EFT healer, iridologist, owner of Trash Vintage, the most colorful vintage shop in Byron Bay. I support women to be fully self-expressed and achieve confidence within themselves. And I'm your host for the Teapot. episode I'm talking with Kristen Murray Alexi, a friend of mine from Yonilicious, the most delicious Yoni page. She is a sexologist, a Yoni masseuse and a sex coach who runs online courses and trainings and women's circles. We talk about what is a Yoni massage and what are the benefits that a woman can experience from this? And We discuss things a bit more intimate, like tolerating sex and what that does to our yonis, what that does to our bodies and what that can potentially lead to. We discuss the healing that can happen through your yoni and the reclamation of our sexuality that's happening right now in society. So if you're looking to learn a little bit more about your yoni and the power there, then this is going to be a beautiful, supportive episode for you. Welcome, welcome, Kristen. I'm so excited to have you on the podcast. Thanks for having me, Teddy. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you. Uh, so, Kristen, you do so many beautiful, powerful things, empowering things with women, for women. Um, and I've had so many women ask me, what actually is yoni mapping? So I'm just <laughs> going to like dive straight into it um what is it (laughs) let's go into it it sounds like a beautiful place to start so yoni the the work that i do um i mean the modality the name of the modality is therapeutic yoni massage however there are many different modalities out there but they kind of have the same aspects to the session which is to explore the different parts so i guess map the different parts of the yoni and to discover what's there, to bring awareness to the area, to help whoever's getting the session done, connect to that area, understand their body better, um, see what's going on, if there's pleasure, pressure, pain or numbness, and, um, and yeah, just to, to be present and feel and to go into that space without any expectation or, um, you know, any expectation to be anything or to do anything or to say anything, just to be present. Oftentimes, or most of the time when we're touched in that area, there is sort of an expectation. And yeah, so Yoni, the term Yoni is referring to the womb, the vulva and the vagina. And during a session, we are interacting with all of these different parts of the Yoni. So we begin generally with like a full body massage to get into the body, to get our energies kind of connected and to feel safe and secure and the parasympathetic nerve system, sorry, activated. 
And then we go into external massage. So after we've moved on from the breast and the external part of the womb, we go into the, the pubic mound area, then to the vulva, so the outer and inner labia, in between the inner labia, um, also the perineum, and just checking in for pleasure, pressure, pain, or numbness. If there is pleasure, then we kind of take a moment to honor that. If there is pain, then we can either breathe into it, we can go through a few different types of processes um, and honor it until it's time to move on. Either the pain will shift or, or the body will just know it's time to kind of give that area rest. If it's just pressure, it might be that it's not a, like an erogenous um, zone in that moment or in general for that sister and then, or the or person who has a vulva. And then if there is numbness, then we'll generally stay there to activate um, that area and bring sensation into the area. And um, there are a lot of different nerves on the outside of the vulva and um, lymphatic system as well, lymph nodes there. So it's really beautiful for stimulating, even just doing the, the massage strokes on our own vulva is just so powerful and healing and replenishing. Um, and then if it feels right, then we go to the inner realm of the yoni and we only do this once it's a full body yes from, from whoever's receiving the session. So this can take, you know, as much time as the sister needs to really, or the person needs to really honor that, that penetration process. Um, it may be the first time that, that, that has ever happened that someone has listened to their yes and waited for their yes. Um, so it's like kind of creating a ritual surrounding waiting for our yes and um, especially with penetration. And then we go into the muscle inside the yoni. So there's muscle at the entrance of the yoni around, around one third of the way in. And then there's also connective tissue um, and a mucosa that coats the yoni. And then if I can reach the cervix or do some cervix work as well, um, the cervix has got the vagus nerve um, connected as well as behind the cervix as the O spot. So we kind of map out the different regions inside the yoni because it's different for everybody. So the bliss spot or the G spot, um, the A spot, the anterior fornix, the O spot behind the cervix and the cervix itself. Again, looking for pleasure, pressure, pain or numbness. So that's, and then we close the session with a little meditation and then I try and empower whoever's had the session to keep connecting to their yoni, either using a yoni egg or continuing to do um, self-exploration, self-massage using a tool. Um, and that's, yeah, that's pretty much the, the session. Wow, that's amazing. Um, so I find it really interesting how it's checking for the different things, like especially the numbness or the um, the pain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I like I know it took me years to go and see uh, like a yoni mapping person, a yoni mapping massage masseuse. I'm not sure how to say it. So that was really interesting because I was really afraid of like, you know, it's such an intimate space and I was almost afraid of like, oh, but what if it feels good and like what if there's mm-hmm. pleasure and like what's going to happen and all of mm-hmm. this. Um, and I think that a lot of women could be really hesitant because it's like, mm-hmm. wow, like this, like, you know, like what's going on, like what's going to mm-hmm. happen, but you've explained that so well. And I just want to bring up the, what's the benefit of spending time on the numbness or mm-hmm. on the pain? Like mm-hmm. why, what would be the benefit from doing that? Yeah. Um, so bringing bringing awareness into that area 
already helps to kind of stick, like unstick stagnation. So, you know, the, the expression, our issues are in our tissues and, you know, we hold on to things in our body, whether it's tension in our neck and our shoulders and our lower back and our hips and within the yoni and what can happen with bringing our breath there, our awareness there. Sometimes we'll have an emotional release, we'll cry, we'll laugh, we'll scream. Sometimes there'll be something that needs to be spoken to that we haven't we, we haven't honoured and, and gone through the process of releasing from the body. Um, and, yeah, bringing awareness and attention there starts to transmute the pain or the numbness into pleasure or at least pressure and send some sort of sensation and creates, yeah, much um, happier, healthier, more connected um, and open yoni than, you know, kind of like a constricted pain um, experience that can happen in sex and in pleasure. Mm. And what kind of things could actually contribute to it getting numb or becoming painful? Mm. With the sessions, we it's a really good question. We depending on who's getting the session and how they like to process. Some sisters like to share, some people like to share what's going on for them and what's come up and what they feel has become stagnant inside the yoni. And the things that have come up have been so various. They're not just, they don't have to directly link to something like sexual trauma or personal sexual trauma. It can be something that's happened interpersonally with someone in their life so they've stored the trauma in that part of their yoni and um you know it is like the yoni is the face of lilith it's the wild woman it's the our expression that we know that's so oppressed in our culture we don't we don't express our wild soul so much so there's not just wounding that happens through our sexuality which which does happen quite often, whether it be, you know, extreme versions of um, a trigger warning of um, rape or sexual assault, or it could be something mild as having sex with our partner when we don't want to, we're not ready, but we do it anyway because we don't want to hurt their feelings. And that is something that can create an aversion to sex and then we do it again. And sometimes we don't even realise we have that kind of pattern that's happening and it is causing a, a form of trauma. Hmm. And like, what would, so what would that trauma lead to? Like if you're making love when your yoni's not ready or like it might not be your body's really wanting it, but just doing it anyway, like that sense of obligation, like what, what would be the outcome of that? Like, what have you found? Um, things like an aversion to sex. So this is, you know, sex, sexual health is a human right and sexual health includes pleasure. And if we are creating an aversion to having sex, albeit subconsciously, um, then we are, we're damaging our connection to ourselves and our pleasure and our partner as well. And, yeah, when we, when we don't honour our, our yes and our no, we're also kind of deceiving ourselves and deceiving our partner and then this can, you know, lead to tolerating in sex like just doing it and wanting it to be over and done with it can lead to painful sex in extreme cases it can lead to vulvodynia and vaginismus which is pain with just touching the vulva or the vagina so internally uh, internal touch or external touch because the body the, the cells have remembered that it doesn't want to do this and so they can contract 
and um, cause a lot more tension. Um, yeah, it also is debilitating for the relationship. There's a lack of clear, honest and open communication of where, where you're at. You know, most partners, most loving partners are not going to want to penetrate you if they have the idea and they have the insight that you're not ready right now. Um, and so it's kind of, it's not giving our partners the chance to connect to us in a, in an integral, authentic way. Um, and we're also, yeah, we're limiting our own experience of pleasure. If we keep doing this pattern of having sex when we're not ready and not, or not wanting it, we're limiting our experiences of what we could be doing in our sexuality that we do want. And that's oftentimes just due to a lack of education that there are many different forms of lovemaking that don't need to be penetrative sex. So yeah, there are a few, a few different results of making love when we're not ready or not feeling it. Mm. And so what would be the best way for a woman that was experiencing that to start moving through that? Having sometimes, oftentimes the difficult conversation of what's needed, communicating our needs and our desires and sometimes that starts with finding out what they are ourselves. I have um, a pleasure profile paper that is currently free on my website that is a tool that can be used to first go through on our own, like go through, okay, what do I like here? What do I like in my body? How do I like to approach sex? What are my turn-ons? What are my turn-offs? What are my kinks? What are my fantasies? What does my sexual arousal response look like? What is foreplay to me? And then to communicate that with their partner and, you know, to go through, can go through the paper together and, um, and explore together. You can do it naked. You can get, you know, really expressive, always focusing on what is good, never really bringing up things that weren't good because once our partner knows what is good, they don't, they're not going to do the things that weren't um, unless it becomes a big issue and you need to communicate it. However, that can lead, lead to like feelings of rejection and hurt and there's a way around it by really focusing on what is good and what does work. And, um, yeah, and a lot of that is just becoming aware of what we sometimes, for some, for some people it's becoming aware of what we want and what we like. Other times it's we know but we don't want to communicate because we don't want to hurt the feelings of our partner. Mm, yeah, yeah. But I love that you've got um, that quiz. I think that's so important and it's so true. Like it's often women like holding back because they're like, oh, I don't want to hurt your feelings, but then it's hurting It's hurting them. It's hurting yeah. their own vulva. Like yeah. That, uh, what is that vaggie? Vaginismus. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, right. Um, and so if someone's experiencing that, would doing the yoni mapping support in healing that? Because that's if the, if it's like you can't touch it, can you actually heal it with yoni mapping? Yeah, I've had some really positive experiences with sisters with vul- both vulvodynia and vaginismus, so pain of each areas. Um we went about the session differently than we normally would. It was much a much slower approach. There were multiple sessions, whereas with most clients, I kind of try and empower them to not feel the need to come back anytime soon. Um, but yeah, with with those sisters, we we took it much slower and 
Um, I had one woman who had an extreme case and within three sessions it was totally gone. Wow. Yeah. Oh, my gosh, that's so beautiful. Yeah, it really was. It was so beautiful to witness um, that we have this opportunity to heal and that the body isn't stuck and it doesn't, you know, for some people it might take longer and some people shorter, but there is a way um, with this with this work and with other, other approaches as well to transmute these traumas and, and things that can happen um, mm-hmm. within the body. Yeah. What, since um, being in this and doing this work, what have you seen happen with with ladies that have done this? Yeah. Uh, I mean, from, you know, a smaller scale of people who have, you know, followed my Instagram and read my posts and, and gained a sexual education that were so heavily denied um, to, yeah, going deep into a yoni massage and kind of everywhere in between, it's just a continuation of sexual empowerment um, and liberation for females, which is, you know, it, it depends where they're at on, their, on the spectrum. You know, some sisters might have felt super empowered in their sexuality but have found, like, new ways to explore and express their pleasure um, from others who have been too shy to even date or have never had any kind of, like, I've, I've had worked with some women who have been in their 30s who have not had um, any kind of penetrative sex um, due to fear of pain and uh, just seeing that, you know, and for them it might just be having an insertion of, of something is a huge step for them. So, yeah, it just kind of it varies depending on where, where the women are at in their body and in their sexuality and what they're wanting Mm, yeah and um it just feels like there's so much to do with like absolutely the liberation of women and like the empowerment of women because even with just learning about having sex without wanting it or the body not being ready for it and then it starts to become hypersensitive or numb out so like this process of yoni massage and like bringing more sensation into that area and like getting um, I guess more connected, mm-hmm. but then it, I feel, is there also a responsibility to honor your pussy as well? Like when it's, when it's a no, when it's not feeling ready to kind of voice that with your partner or your mm-hmm. lover as well, so that it doesn't numb out again. Have you found that at all? Or Yeah, totally. It's a really good point. And as with everything, all of this kind of like work and develop personal development, it's, it's so important to stay soft and gentle with our process and our healing. Like it might be that the next two times we have sex, we don't voice our no. And rather than going into a spiral of self-hatred and and critical, like thinking critically of ourselves, you know, going, okay, next time I'll try better. I'll try a little bit harder because yeah, we're not perfect. We're all human. We all make mistakes and, it's really important to be gentle with our, with our inner child in our healing process. And, yeah, it, unfortunately, like when I teach males about different um, approaches to sexuality, they're much more um, inclined to implement these new teachings in females. Like they're more 
um, vocal of what they want, what they need and what they're expecting. Whereas a lot of the times I've had female body people come back to a workshop or something because they're like, yeah, I learned it all, but I kind of like got in a relationship and my partner wasn't into it. So I forgot it. And now I'm going to like relearn it. Um, and it's just, that's just, you know, the empathic nature of partially the empathic nature of females that we, we feel where our partner's at. And if we feel that they're uncomfortable, then we don't want to even go there. We'd prefer to sacrifice ourselves. And partly because, yeah, the oppression of female sexuality is rampant and, our bound, we've only been able to have allowed to have boundaries in the last couple of decades and in some places not at all. So, you know, there's a lot of lot to deal with. Um, and, you know, the whole shaming of our sexuality in general, slut shaming only exists um, truly for female-bodied people. So our liberation in our sexuality itself has often been compromised um, from many different angles. So there are a few different layers that we need to pull back and, and we have to be gentle with ourselves in that. You know, for me it's easy. I've had a very supportive life journey in sexuality, whereas for some others it's not and that's going to take time. Mm, I think that's so beautiful and thank you so much because, yeah, it's like once we learn something it can be like the idealistic perfectionist inside of us the or the drill sergeant get it right the first time can be like okay like this is your time to say no and then if we don't yeah it can mm-hmm. turn into a downward spiral and it's really this is such like deeply divine feminine work and it's I can really feel your energy with that well have compassion for yourself like be really gentle because this is a completely new way and like how long have you been in this like you know like how long have you been connecting with yourself and healing through mm-hmm. these layers because it is very old yeah like where in society has there been a empowered sexual woman and that was okay and she knew her boundaries? Mm-hmm. Like we're the ones that are doing it. Yeah. Like viva the revolution, like amazing, <laughs> yeah. like women's li- liberal rights and all of that. And like we're going again. There's another surge. And I think mm-hmm. I've really witnessed that on Instagram and I really am thankful for Instagram because I've what I see on it is so many women standing up for their mm-hmm. natural body, their self, mm-hmm. their boundaries, their their right to be in their body and it not be hypersexualized. You know that reclamation. Totally mm. love that. <laughs> and I and I love I adore your page as well and everything that you bring because you're you're the same like you're always highlighting this like natural bodies and like mm-hmm. really seeing the beauty and all different yonis like all mm-hmm. the different you know shapes and sizes and so much education and it's such a gift because where else do we learn it like I certainly haven't learned it from my mom I didn't learn it in school and I didn't mm-hmm. want to talk about it with my friends because it was taboo you know mm-hmm. and I I came from a bit of a um, religious background so there's that shame mm-hmm. as well like oh no you should like the Bible's like dead in your members. So it's mm-hmm. like, wow, there's a lot to move through. And like, mm-hmm. I think a lot of people have that religious overtone and the shame that that brings, you know, like totally. Eve being the, the one that was like the temptress and then like, oh, you know, sex is a bad thing and all that kind of stuff. So it's big work to be moving through. Totally, 100%. And even if, even if we didn't have a super religious family or culture, it's, our laws are wrapped up in religion, like that's where they come from. It's a part of, especially in the West, like 
monotheistic religion has shaped our culture one way or another, a lot of our ideas and perspectives. So, yeah, you bring a really good point to that, that heavy yeah overtone of religion like I've had I've had some sisters say that they've had to confess when they've self-pleasured to a priest and you know a male priest when they're in their teens and tweens and it's just quite sickening um and yeah really explains why we are at where we are Mm, yeah yeah such an awakening hey such an awakening um Oh, it, it gets me so excited, honestly. I'm like, there's so much of like the feminine rising and rising in her power. Like, like when you're talking about boundaries, I'm like, yes, yeah, so much boundaries. <laughs> like, I'm not okay with that and I'm not okay with this. And like, I love it. It's so good. Um, with, with this, what's coming into my mind right now is I want to talk about um, like the wands and like mm-hmm. the de-armoring and stuff like that. Do you mm-hmm. do you recommend for people to like off yeah, for people to start doing that or would they come and like get a yoni mapping first? Or like what would be like a process for someone that's like, yeah, I've I feel this. I like totally resonate with this. And like, how do I get started? Like, what do mm-hmm. I even do? Yeah. Um, I feel like like with plant medicine or with a career change or any kind of like new big thing that's coming that's healing and growth for our soul, the same kind of thing happens with yoni massage. I feel like if you're potentially listening to this podcast and someone else mentioned it last month and you're feeling this like calling, then that's a really good time to act upon it. However, it's not necessary to get a yoni massage to do the work. Like you said, we can use um, the the massage wands. I prefer using something that's um, made out of medical grade silicon that's like a little bit bendy and softer and easier to maneuver. The crystals are beautiful to like place inside and gently swirl and breathe. Um, But the, the silicate medical grade silicon is like kind of like more like a it's like there's more give and uh, yoni is so delicate and for some some people who haven't had the diamering done it could be like a little bit tricky using something really hard and then using our own fingers and massage like if we squat we can reach our our cervix if we um you know kind of sit back with our our back on like with our back propped up with pillows it's quite comfy we can reach our vulva really easily like doing self-massage however um if you are feeling called to see a practitioner it is so special it is such a gift to ourself it is so such a profound experience to have space held for us like that especially with a good practitioner um and yeah to fully receive to full you know like you it's the same with you teddy it's like you know how to do the tapping um with yourself but then if you go and have someone else hold space for you and kind of shine a light on any anything that you can't see on your own like it's the same with the yoni massage it's so so I, I still get them even though I'm I teach it even though I do it and even though I do it on myself I I love um, having sessions from others 
Yeah, I completely agree. Um, someone once said it's like a, a brain surgeon, like they don't, even though they can do it, they don't go and do it on themselves. And it's the exact same thing. That. Like you can't, you can't see your own stuff. And do you know what? I just think as women, it's so nice to be supported and to open up mm-hmm. energetically to receive and to receive support instead of the energy of I'll do it all on my own. I've got this, totally. you know, that, that served for a long time. Like, and I see why that energy came through but also yeah how can we soften and how can we open up our, our ourselves to feel supported by other women like that's you know opening the trusting and like the collaboration and the support I think yeah I, I appreciate that so much 100%. definitely um so when if someone wanted to experience this um with you how would they find out about it and if someone wanted to was interested in well maybe I want to become a yoni masseuse or yoni mapper like how would they kind of go about that um so right now I'm in Maclay Island off the coast of Brisbane um strange times while we're doing this during COVID so I haven't really been I haven't really been doing sessions the last couple of months since moving back to Australia, but I do kind of base myself between Bali and Australia. So when life is back to normal, that's where I'll be. And on yeah, on my Instagram, you'll kind of be able to see where I'm at. Um, otherwise, there are some beautiful practitioners that are being trained by me at the moment. I have two sisters that have already graduated and another one just about to graduate all in Australia another sister in Bali about to graduate. So, um, you know, this medicine that I share is, is being shared with them um, if I'm not around. Um, and then if for anyone who's interested in, in learning, it's a six-month program. We do most of it online except for the in-class components for four days in either Bali or Australia. Awesome. So yeah. beautiful. Yeah. So really beautiful. And I also want to bring up as well um, this boundaries thing that you spoke about before. Are you able to share a little bit about that? Yeah. So communicating communicating our boundaries. Yeah. 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 Um, so in Australia, I think it was in the 1980s or the 1970s, only a few decades ago, you were still allowed to rape your wife. Um, you couldn't go to jail. Nothing could be done. Um, and in Queensland, I think Queensland was the last state to retract that and change it. Um, and so that just kind of gives us an insight into, you know, I'm Australian, we're, we're Australian, our culture, like where we've kind of come from, this heavily patriarchal structure where, you know, having boundaries just wasn't a thing. And... Um, now that we are finally allowed to have them, oftentimes when someone comes to have a session off me and I ask them, what are your boundaries? Like, what are you needing for this session? What can I touch? What can I not touch? And what pressure and what way, you know, around their body? They're like, often, most of the time, they're like, I, I don't know. I trust you. It's fine. And um, boundaries and agreements, you know, they're, they're so subtle and they can be they can change from day to day. And while, yes, I might be a trustworthy practitioner, I don't know your body and I don't know what you need today to be nurtured and what you're looking for. And 
oftentimes we get really confused with the golden rule feeling that, you know, if I, if some, if I treat someone one way, they're going to treat me the same way back because that's how I like to be loved. And that happens in relationships a lot of the time and friendships because we treat others how we want to be treated and we're not all the same. And then being in a female body, we're changing every single day. Our hormones are changing every day. The things that we enjoy, the things we don't enjoy, like one sister might come in with swollen tender breasts premenstrually and needs very gentle touch, whereas another sister might come in after she's finished bleeding and her breasts need a, a firmer massage. So practicing our boundaries and another thing with boundaries is that we we can kind of get confused with who's giving and who's taking and who's receiving and who's allowing so something that I recommend everybody to do is watch um a YouTube clip I don't know if you have show notes Teddy that you could pop in um a YouTube clip on the wheel of consent it's a 45 minute video it's wonderful it goes into our boundaries and what it means to give, what it means to receive. An example being, you know, someone who has um, a partialization for feet, they really enjoy feet, also known as a foot fetish. And they have a partner that they're like, hey, can I give you a foot massage? And their partner is aware of their inclination for feet. Um, but say this partner has really ticklish feet and, and maybe some like shyness or shame surrounding that part of their body but they allow their partner to give them a massage anyway. If you were to look through the window, you would it would seem like the person that's getting the massage is receiving and the person who's giving the massage is receiving. Yet internally, that's not actually what's going on. The person who's getting the massage is allowing the massage and the person with the foot partialization is receiving because they, they receive pleasure from touching feet. So this is something that's quite complex in our boundaries that sometimes we don't even know what's happening. We don't really realize that we're not actually receiving, even though it may seem like we are and vice versa. Mm, that's so powerful. Mm-hmm. What have you seen change from uh, like women or yourself from learning about the will of consent? Um, I mean, it's, it's challenging actually it's challenging you know it's like with a lot of things that we learn uh in the beginning there's like this transition phase of wow people used to know me as someone who didn't have boundaries in this area and now I do and they don't like it and so you know sometimes it caused conflict sometimes it 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 invoked a not such a nice reaction from my lovers or my friends um but you know, then they started getting used to this new version of myself or my clients who, you know, they said that like for me in my premenstrual phase, I need a lot of space. And I used to, you know, just kind of put up with things that I didn't really enjoy, like lots of kissing or cuddling or someone like right up in my face, because I was like, you know, I'm being a bitch if I push them away. And then when I finally communicated it doesn't actually feel very good right now. Like once I bleed, I'll be all up for super duper close cuddles, but right now I need space. It wasn't received well. However, you know, after some time and after a conversation with my partner at the time and that, you know, they apologized. Um, I was like, okay, cool. Like I've voiced my boundary about that. Now where can I go from here? And um, it's one of, it's like a muscle we have to use and practice and it's really good to do it with friends. It's really good to do it with people who you feel safe with. You can kind of say, hi, I'm practicing having boundaries. Um, I need you to hold space for me in this way when I do it 
so I can feel supported and, and safe to keep doing it. So, yeah, one of the things is there's struggle. There's, um, you know, there can be conflict. There can be also, yeah, the, a, a need for practice and honing this new skill, but then also complete liberation and getting what I actually want and then, therefore being able to give more because I don't feel like I'm giving when I'm supposed to be receiving. I don't feel like I'm getting what I want and now I feel more able to give and connect and I feel safe. And that's another thing I hear from others is that they feel safer when they finally learn that they can express what they do and don't want and um, then they can fully surrender and let go because they've already expressed what they're needing versus having to kind of keep a guard up to not experience something they don't like. Wow, that's so amazing because that safety is once the body feels safe, it can relax and open up and, you know, more pleasure. So I imagine that, yeah, like learning this will of consent and first of all finding out like what am I not okay with and what am I, yeah, what am I allowing or receiving um, or giving is it's so it would be like so tender at the start mm-hmm. and then like quite uncomfortable voicing mm-hmm. it. But, yeah, the gift from that. What have, what have you seen in your personal relationships like when you've, when you've kind of cracked through that uncomfortability, like what's it like now for you? I feel like now, you know, it's been a, a fair few years I've been exploring this and developing the skill and now it's almost like it's second nature. Like I don't, you know, there's still – there are still people that I have to experiment with and like see how, how safe I feel and challenge myself with as well. But in, especially in my sexuality, like it's very important for me to be very upfront with what I need and what I enjoy and what I don't like. And, and now it's just so simple. It's so, yeah, it's so second nature for me to be like expressing what I want and what I need and what I don't like to the point where I'm like, Oh, that's right. This isn't, always normal this isn't always a way so then also having compassion for my partners that are like okay wow that's a bit intense um (laughs) (laughs) they're usually very grateful really yeah 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 especially because now I'm at peace with it within myself and it's it is me now they're meeting that version of me they're not having to adjust to this new version of Kristen like when I first started voicing my boundaries and and um, sort of, yeah, changing this aspect of myself, this is something people had to adjust to, but now it's the version of me that they meet, so they're they're happy and refreshed by knowing their guidelines, sometimes a little bit intimidated, but genuinely and generally happy. Yeah, beautiful. Mm-hmm. And has it helped you to go, like, to go deeper together as well because of, like, that safety inside of yourself, like knowing that, hey, I'm like, I know what I want and don't want. 100%. Yeah. Like I feel so the ability to surrender to the chaos, surrender to the feminine, like become one with everything is so much more accessible to me now because I know, I know my partner knows my body and what I do like and what I don't like. And, um, I know myself that I can, you know, that recently I had a really profound experience with my partner, Jesse, and it was like going on for a really long time, like um, orgasming over and over. And I was like feeling like 
this is really, really nice and I would love to keep going, but I just have to stop. And, and as soon as I had the thought that I have to stop, like now I didn't compromise anything. I was like, okay, so even though you can see that I'm like in an extreme bliss, like I actually need to rest and maybe we can come back to this later. And I didn't feel any like obligation to my partner or to, or to myself to keep going just because pleasure was involved or because we we're both enjoying it. And I can drop it instantly now, whereas yeah, a few years ago it was more difficult for that to happen. Wow, I love that. That's so beautiful. And it's so empowering to, to hear a woman expressing that, like the levels of growth and like things mm-hmm. that have helped and now what it's like because, yeah, it's something that isn't often talked about. Like you said before, it is quite taboo. So it's really empowering to be like, oh, wow, like, yeah, you're doing it. It's inspiring. Thank you. <laughs> My pleasure. Yummy. Um, also another question kind of unrelated but mm-hmm. what about pre and post birth because I imagine that you know there is a lot of things shifting in that in those times like such sacred times and they could be you know like a bit of birth trauma like so mm-hmm. how have you found yoni mapping supporting with that yeah I with pregnant women I've done a couple of massages on we kind of check in with the body and where they're at um what they're feeling like if they're feeling that this is something if it feels safe in their body um and the two times where it felt good and right was when they were really really close to giving birth um the first and second trimester not so much but yeah at the end of the third trimester um there was it was quite profound the experience um it it was almost like it wasn't just for the mother to be it was also for it was almost like there was like a healing happening you know a generational um cellular memory um yeah it was like the mothers were doing it weren't just doing it for themselves you know they're very present with the fact that they were carrying on a lineage and that they wanted the, the, the baby to come through in the most healthy way that they could. And um, it was really beautiful, like quite a powerful experience. And then um, post-birth, yeah, we wait a, a six minimum six weeks either after birth or um, six weeks after any kind of um, operation. And... Again, yeah, I've had some sisters like concern with the change inside their yoni and have wanted sort of to feel me to feel what's going on inside and if they've if if anything's like wrong or bad or but generally it's actually more pleasurable for them and they've you know they've experienced like little lumps that have that have formed after the birth that weren't there before and they're kind of concerned. Then we go in and they're in that receiving space and then. We, I can like I feel the lumps and the lumps are generally quite pleasurable. It's almost like this beautiful gift that's been left through birth. Oh wow, that is so cool. Yeah, really cool. Really, really oh, cool. I love that. I love that. And I can imagine that would be like such a tender space. Like yeah. you know, after giving birth to the cosmos and realizing like the full power of woman and yeah, to then mm-hmm. 
like receive that gift is mm-hmm. like, wow, that is amazing. I love that. Yeah, and like, me too. Yeah, like healing the cells as well. Yeah. Such powerful work. Yeah, it has been. And like, yeah, with I feel like it's such a such a gift with with women that are doing this healing for themselves and that and the mothers to gift give to themselves like even when they've just reached out to me and, you know, we might've chatted and they're like, actually it doesn't feel right in my body. doesn't feel safe or maybe not now, but maybe later. Just the fact that they're like already feeling that, that, um, that call to like mother themselves and to nurture themselves and to heal themselves. Like when needing mothers to do this, you know, often the times the generation above us, they were just endlessly giving and um, not giving to themselves and not calling upon different practitioners and medicine people to nurture their body as well as um you know nurturing this family that they're bringing through and we're needing mothers to be nurtured and loved and cherished so yeah it's good to see that happen like that makes me so happy when a mother reaches out because it's like yeah you're you're looking after yourself Mm, yeah that's it isn't it it's really about nurturing Mm -hmm. but that just makes my heart just like, ah, oh, like, yeah. Thanks. And to, to like, to allow that in, you know, cause mm-hmm. often like that overgiving is like depleting that yin energy, that feminine well. And it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, like giving that gift to yourself and restoring your own energies. And this is just such a beautiful way to do that. I know after my, my experience, I just felt like, soft like Mm. so soft like Mm. like peaceful and slow and soft and I never feel like that like I'm a pretty like fiery fast person so it was such a treat for myself so good how beautiful yeah replenishing the yin yeah 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 Oh, thank you so much, Kristen. This has just been so awesome. My pleasure. Yay. Yay. Um, So for everyone that enjoyed this episode, please leave a comment. Feel free to share. Share what you loved about it. Um, And you can tag Kristen at Yonilicious and Mm. me, Teddy.emerald. Thank you so much, everybody. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, Teddy. This episode was brought to you by Body Bang Bang, the body confidence program designed by me to help you save years of vicious cycling, yo-yo diets and self-sabotage so that you can feel banging in your bod right now. To find out more, head over to my website. Feeling inspired and motivated, maybe you've just had a light bulb moment. I would love to know. Share your inspo and connect with me at teddy.emerald through Instagram. T-E-D-D-I dot E-M-E-R-A-L-D. See you next show.